0: yo what's going on everybody it is happy hour three o'clock i know that's a little early for happy hour but well uh, it's a it's a different kind of time so three o'clock happy hour here in chicago hope you guys are doing well thursday may 21st yeah i got it right awesome how are you guys doing today i am uh, doing fine <laughs> who said they already had a pint terrence who he says already finished a pint time to crack another sure i mean why not join us uh Join us if you have a beer or a, a bubble water or regular water, whatever you guys got. Uh, I'm having a, a Hell or High Water watermelon beer from 21st Amendment Brewing out of California. One of my favorite beers. I like this one. Um, lately, I mean, lately is probably not the right word for it, but for a while, um, for a while, I've all I've been wanting to drink really is like just fruity wheat. So 21st amendment brewery is like right up my alley right now so like they do this one the um, watermelon beer is super tasty especially in the summertime and they do a blood orange beer which I really like so I don't know maybe that makes me less uh, like serious of a beer drinker but it's beer I'm not serious so I enjoy it so cheers to everybody hope you guys are having a good week all right let's see who's here Frank Lajulia says, cheers, just water for him. Awesome, Frank. Thanks for joining us. Daniel says, we got Devil's Backbone Belgian Triple, and I'm grilling up some veggie quesadillas right now. That sounds delightful. Whoa, that sounds like a great day. Hmm, pretty cool. Uh, George Zhang says, yo, what's going on? Good to see you. Roy Garcia says, yo, I thought that was too close to Jabba the Rat. Yeah, so at the end of today's video, I got footage of Jabba the Rat. I kind of know where he lives. I know the corner. And there's like at that corner, when I get to it, so like i usually run on uh, i'm running on the west side of the street on the left hand side as i'm going up and uh to like behind me there used to be this giant grocery store that's been like bulldozed to the ground it's just rubble back there and the lot's empty there and there's not really even that much work going on and at that corner there's one of these giant like potted planter things that's there that like you know in the springtime they'll plant stuff uh just i don't know why those things exist Uh, i'm sure there's some sort of like city planning kind of theory to it uh, but it's there and usually that's where the rats are hanging out underneath because it, it looks like a big giant bell Like an upside down bell and they kind of hang out underneath there and sometimes birds hang out there, too And they kind of like I feel like uh, They kind of rub elbows. They just hang out. I mean for warmth. I'm not sure what um, but then uh, The other the, for the footage in today's video I was getting ready to film it because I've been going over kind of in that area because it's like right by the corner So I can kind of like loop a little bit and get there I was gonna get some footage of him and see if he was there, but he was at the garbage can on the other side of the sidewalk. And like, I caught him by surprise. He caught me by surprise. And basically it was a deer in headlights moment for the both of us. We both were like, I'm just going. And so I kept going ahead and he kept cutting across and I almost stepped on him. So, So that was my brush with Jabba. But I think he's doing well. I mean, he's still fat. He's still a happy rat, so. It's good. Let's see. Um Mike Copera Michael Copera says wearing a twenty first amendment brewing hoodie right now. Awesome. That's cool. You know what I really appreciate about microbreweries? I mean I like a lot of things about microbreweries. Um like I, I just love the idea. I mean, in terms of microbreweries themselves. I like the idea that it's more like I guess more of like the uh the European like pub kind of culture where it's like every town just has one and they make their own beer and that's what you drink there. Um, I like that aspect of it that there's such a regionality to it but I also like that there's a really strong merch culture to it and so it's and it's not just like stuff for the sake of stuff. There's like usually nice t-shirts, nice hats, stickers, that kind of thing. Um, nice nice collectibles. I guess those are like today's like match books. Remember, remember that? Do, you, do people remember that? When you would go to restaurants and you would like go to the bar and like pick up a matchbook because they would have them like in a giant fish bowl. And those would be like your souvenirs from the place. But I feel like, you know, having a t-shirt, having a hoodie, it's a much nicer way to kind of support those breweries and also kind of talk about the places that you've been and the beers that you've enjoyed. I think that's a great part of that culture there. Um, CV76 says, we start by brewing a classic American wheat beer, then add fresh melons, for a straw-colored, delicious beer with a kiss of watermelon aroma and flavor. That, I mean, that's what I'm getting from this. It's tasty. It's real good. Daniel M. likes it as well. Steve says, hey, thanks for the info on I smooth Run. First interval session. Oh, okay. Tonight went well. Awesome. Just finished a curry with hype rice. Making a cup of tea. Very boring. I don't know, but you had curry with hype rice. So, I mean, anything else could be like a an overload of the system in terms of Excitement. <laughs> but I'm glad that the interval went well. Awesome. Louis Becerra says, cheers. Cheers to you too, sir. Eddie Chan says, Hi from Vancouver, Canada. Hope everyone has an, having a great day. Awesome. Very cool. Jeff Elliott says, Cheers. Lee Wilson's got a Goose Island IPA. A solid choice. Very good. I enjoy those as well. Austin Allen says, drink what you love, brother. I'm gonna pop up with some blueberry blondes. Ooh, that sounds tasty too. David Borg says, a glass of French Sancerre white wine there. Cheers, Kofusi. Awesome. Very cool. Cheers to you, David. Martha says, hi, everyone. And um, Stevie76 say, any reps from Nike Chicago contact you after yesterday's video? No, they didn't. And I wasn't expecting it. So my normal way of contacting and communicating with Nike is I very rarely meet anyone or talk to anyone that has like a Nike.com email address. Um, last year was the first time i really had a lot of interaction like that a lot of it goes through pr people and pr agencies so it's kind of like um what i've found and what i'm discovering in this world is like there's like there's like the marketing team on in, in-house with like nike and then they'll have ideas for certain things they want to do they have budgets and they'll go to pr agencies which you know, I always thought PR agencies were a lot more like Mad Men. You know, where it was like, you, you sit around the room and you think up the idea, or like, what's that show? It's always on WGN Channel Nine, the show um, Blackish, where like they're sitting around the boardroom and thinking about how to make the ads. Like, I always thought PR agencies were like that, but PR agencies, at least the ones that I that are, I'm interfacing with, are very different. They're like part creative, but part logistics and production companies, and so a lot of them, um, they're like Nike will be like you know, I I don't know what the exact conversations are, but my take on it is like Nike is saying stuff like, um, hey, we want to have this like event, we want to do a series of pop-up events or we just want to do this event where we have like, for example, like uh, we've donated so much money to these parks um, in Pilsen neighborhood and we're going to have a big like ribbon cutting. We want to make sure there's a lot of people there and influencers and people that are going to talk about it and generate buzz. And so like, the, they'll talk to the PR agencies to like, go make sure that happens. And then those PR agencies have people that they know and they'll talk to me. And so um, uh, my direct interaction with Nike, actual Nike Nike people, is um, only at those big events uh, and, and only like, very, like, very quickly, generally. Last year was a little bit of a change because there were some Nike people and some Nike interns that actually trained with us. Um, they would go to the workouts and I think they were also going to the workouts in case any of us got injured or flaked out. So that way there would be someone that could like do the experience, um, of training for a marathon with a coach and on a team, that kind of thing. And so that's, that's kind of how it works. So then when I, you know, when I kind of like burned the bridges, so to speak, um, the people from Nike, they just stopped. They didn't, they weren't stop They didn't stop talking to me, but they stopped talking to the people or the people that normally talk to me. I don't know if they told the people or my guess is that the PR people are like, yeah, we can't exactly send into like a Nike event cuz then Nike's going to be like, isn't that that guy that, you know. So I understand it. I understood that going into it. Um I'm still I still like, you know, interact with those people from time to time uh on socials and stuff. And so um you know, I understand if there's bad blood. I understand that we probably can never work together again. That I understand. Um, but I support them and what they do and if there's ever anything I could do for them I'm happy to be there Um, they probably don't want me there though so that's kind of how that works Um, or at least that's how it works with me I have no idea how it works with anyone else you know I'm figuring it all out as I go faking it till I make it or basically just faking it (laughs) Um, but yeah so I don't think anyone's reached out to me I don't think so I mean, the biggest bummer of the whole situation, kind of like looking back on it now, is that um, you know, at the end of the training for the Chicago Marathon last time, um, you know, I'd met a lot of Nike people and Nike had brought in a lot of people from Asia and Europe. Um, and they had, had people in those countries training and doing their own journeys as well. And they all came and ran the Chicago Marathon. And so I've inter- fact, interfaced with some of their like handlers or their people. And um, those people's bosses were there as well. And then, so like, you know, I talked to some people and there was a potential there for, you know, they, what I what I've, I gathered from talking with some of those other like European and Asian people is that Nike really likes the people that make videos because they can send one person and they'll get like images, hopefully print, and then also a video out of it. So it's like a 3 fur kind of thing or at least a 2 fur. And so they like that kind of stuff. And so um, there was talk about like, you know, me potentially getting on, like, the list, whatever that means. Not that there was an actual list, but, like, being put into the consideration for, like, the the people that they call to go to, like, the Tokyo release of the Turbo kind of thing. I don't – I will never get those calls. I, I mean, I won't even get the calls to go to, to, to Beaverton. But, you know, that's how it is. Anyway. Sorry, that was a long rant. Um, everyone didn't come here to hear that. But uh, J. Mike Remy says, hey, doing the code double dip today yeah i mean you're, you're gonna have to have a rest day tomorrow then probably <laughs> um tom vanich 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 Chiva says opinions on unicorn blood versus ninja from pipeworks brewing um i always i've had both of those but they both of those seem really strong to me like you know like they're maybe i'm wrong on it maybe i'm just remembering it incorrectly i haven't had them frequently But my my general recollection of those beers is that they were strong. And I'm not like, I don't, I mean, I live by a brewery called Dry Hop, and their beers tend to be dry hopped and sometimes double hopped. And I don't love like the super hoppy beers. And I don't like the super high alcohol content beers, or like there's the super strong, like the beer lovers beers, I usually don't love. I just can't get into them. It's like more nuanced than I'm uh, capable of, or not capable or able, able. I may have the aptitude for it, but I don't have the skill set to appreciate those beers. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I need another. I need, I need another run at those. I'll try them again. Um, let's see. Uh, Doku Tugrin coming in again from Alberta, Canada, or from AB a- 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 Canada, in the middle of an indoor workout, elliptical, exercise bands. Going to enjoy a Sapporo later. Ah, very nice. You know, I feel like um, Sapporo is highly underrated in the U.S. as a beer to have with food. Um, I, th- I think it's very delicious to have with food, especially. Well, not. I mean, of course, like Japanese food, but with um, fried and fatty foods, because it's so it has it's so crisp. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, <laughs> Daniel Ham says, based on the frequency of rat talk in these live streams, I think we need Rat King merch. I mean, maybe. Um, I've been thinking about it. When I did the Ragnar Relay with uh, up in the Tetons last year. It was like the theme of, of our team was uh, real world because Ragnar put it together and it, all of us were strangers. We didn't know each other. And it was like, you know, eight strangers picked to run on a team and whatever kind of thing. Uh, and we had to pick a spirit animal because what they did was they made team T-shirts and each of us had a spirit animal on the back. And, my, and I'll show you guys a T-shirt. I've worn it. I don't think I've shown you guys the back of it, though, before. But... My spirit animal that I picked was Pizza Rat. You know that rat that was in the subway in New York? And that was like pulling the piece of pizza like down the stairs. Um, I said that was my spirit animal. And people were like, ha ha, that's funny. What's your spirit animal? I'm like, Pizza Rat. And they're like, why is Pizza Rat your spirit animal? I'm like, well, he's urban. He's gritty. He gets it done. Doesn't matter how big the obstacles are. He gets it done. And he loves pizza. That's me. So I, was like, so I have a t-shirt with a pizza rat on the back of it, and it's pretty awesome. I'll show it to you guys next time. Um, but I was thinking, like, you know, we already got the dragon. Maybe there needs to be, like, a, there needs to be, like, a Kofuzi Zodiac. There's a water dragon, a pizza rat. I don't know. We'll have to figure out some other animals. Like, a, maybe, like, an angry cow because I run into those whenever I'm in Iowa. It could, it could be a lot of things. It would be funny. My mom's here. Hi, mom. How are you? HGXTS says, does the Go Run Ride 8 have more cushion than the Pegasus 36? Well, uh, more is a, is, a, is a weird way to put it because there's more stack height, I think. Um, but I think that the Pegasus 36, like, it's softer. So the Go Run Ride 8 has hyperburst. And I don't think it's hy- of hyperburst as a very soft cushion. It's, it absorbs impact, but it's not soft. Soft is not the word that I normally use to describe it. It's bouncy. Um, it's a nitro foam. Like there's like hyperburst and now like what is it? The DNA loft. Is it Our DNA zero? Whatever it is that that uh, Brooks has um, theirs is a nitrogen foam as well. Like that's it's just different. Um, and so it's hard to compare them head up straight up in the way of like which one's more cushioned. But like that's the best way I can kind of describe the difference between those two. Um, Tom Anderson says, still waiting on you announcing a Kofuzi. That is something that we'll have to do. Um, I'm thinking like I like the Teespring stuff, but I do think that we should have like um, fun stuff that's like limited run, like a couple of hundred, maybe like a hundred units of something, maybe even just 50 units. Of, I don't even know if I can make, like if I could sell 50 koozies. And then I guess if I don't, I'll do them as giveaways or something, but, um, but have stuff that's really limited, like one time run only. I think that'd be fun. Um, <clears throat> Shannon says, uh, how many hours do you sleep at night, and do you nap? I'd be asleep after a beer right now. I appreciate your Nike video from yesterday also. Thank you. Um, I sleep, these days I'm in bed between 10 and 10.30, and I'm up. Alarm goes off at 3.38, and I'm usually up by 4. So however many hours that is. Um, so six hours probably at the top end, and five and a half on the bottom end. Um, I usually accidentally fall asleep at some point. Um, you, right after like in between lunch and then the live stream closer to like one thirty and 2 I kind of fall asleep on the couch because by then we've got the bulk of the like s- the homeschooling stuff out of the way And like I let the girls kind of relax. They want to have a snack. They kind of want to Um, just do something different and then and be on their own and then that leaves me like sitting on the couch by myself And I kind of fall asleep for a little while So that's that's what happened. I did not take a nap today um Terrence Hui says, I'm a beer geek, but Sapporo is fire, especially with food. Totally agree. Yeah. Like Sapporo and like fried chicken, the back when I used to eat fried chicken, delicious. Very, very good. Um, Ted and Ruth says, hi, haven't had a drink for 18 years now. Uh, Today, happy hour feels like a good idea. Well, um, hopefully we're not um, uh, giving you a hard time with it, but you're certainly welcome to join us, Ted uh, Ted and Ruth. Um, Congratulations on 18 years. It's crazy. Awesome. Um, Actors Production says, Sign a deal with Reebok and get your own shoe. Then make your channel about comparing your shoe to every other brand new shoe. Uh, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Uh, I don't think I could do that. I don't know. I mean, Reebok? would. Ree- I mean, I don't know if I would want to do it with Reebok. Um, <laughs> J. Mark Grimm says, You can't go through the day without mentioning Cooking with Co. Let's make it a thing. Yeah, today this morning we were talking about, like, Cooking with Co. Because we were talking about food a lot and, and also poop. But... Um, yeah, there, there. I don't know if it's still out there, but there is a blog, Cooking cooking Co's, like my wife and I, well, it was about the food that I made at home, uh, back, like, before we had kids and kind of when we had kids, too, in the beginning, and then once, like, parenthood got, like, real busy, we were like, I'm not doing that anymore, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like cooking. Um, I've always had some sort of creative outlet of some sort going on, and so, um Yeah. So there's always been something out there. There's a lot, lots of old stuff out there on the internet. Tom Anderson says, hi from the UK. My new Triumph 17s arrived today, and they're so big. My foot was swimming around, so I had to change them for a size down. Ooh. Ah, because you, Seth, et cetera, say they are true to size. That's interesting. Hmm. I mean, I know it is a roomier shoe, and it's bigger, but like, I, I wouldn't think that people would have to size down. But... Hmm, sorry about that town. I feel bad. I feel uh, horrible that you had to do that because I know that's going to take a lot of extra time. I apologize. Hopefully it doesn't cost you extra money uh, uh, as well. Um, Carlos Seja says, are there any races going on yet? And um, Frank Lajulia uh, mentions that there was an in 5K in Norway the other day. I, um, yeah, there was. Uh, and it was strange to see all the spectators that were there and none of them like were wearing masks. But like, I feel like... Uh, Like Northern Europe is a little bit uh, handling things a little bit different. Well, I know Sweden is. I don't know what Norway's doing. But um, my first experience seeing the Ingebrigtsen brothers was recently, only very recently. Um, I mean, I kind of saw. There's a YouTube video going around with someone trained with the Ingebrigtsen brothers for like a day. Um, And so that I I still, it's on my like watch later list, but I haven't watched it. But I was watching the um, Doha World Championships. That were on replay on NBC Sports. And um they were like, I for, what 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 event was it? Was it the five K? I don't think it was the Five K. I forget what event it was. But they were watching uh the the Inger Britson brothers were in it and I was like, Whoa, how how many of those guys are there? They're all I'm like they have the same like those guys are like were they twins? I couldn't like I couldn't wrap my head around it and I had no idea. Um Who these guys were and then i kind of looked them up and i was like whoa and then now they just broke the norwegian record so crazy for the 5k for a road 5k um yeah so these guys are impressive um and i think that there's a book about them like i think their dad wrote a book right um like how to how to like train like um basically like elite olympic athletes something like that um caleb says what do you think about using brooks as trainers i use them and they're great love your bits uh i think a lot of people use them and a lot of people love them and people that like them tend to love them there's not people that i mean i'm one of the few people i think that i'm okay on them some people like a lot of people also just think that they're they're no good um i think they're okay um i like the glycerin 18 that's probably well i also like you know, I." I haven't run in the launch before. I have a pair of the Revel, I think the Revel 3. Um, I think that's like the launch, but with guide rails. And I haven't had enough time to really spend with that one. I suspect that I'm really gonna like that one. The Glycerin 18 is okay. For a max cushion shoe, it doesn't feel like a max cushion shoe, so that's my thing with that one. Um, But I think it's great to train in Brooks. If you like it, you know, I guess run with it, you know? So go for it. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Simon Partridge says, great colors on the PEG-37s. Seeing yours today was almost like looking at the ones I'm still waiting to arrive. Awesome. Yeah, I did the Nike Bayou for those. It was my first time doing that. And uh, I wanted to recreate uh, the color palette as close as I could. Um, that's on the Pegasus 33 Shields that I always keep talking about. So that's where the color ideas came from for that one. Um, let's see uh cj crew says yo what's going on running late no pun intended awesome yeah i feel like that running pun gets thrown around a lot here and people don't even acknowledge it it's just yeah we did it (laughs) key verification says yo yo went segment sniping in the hoka rocket x Ooh, pretty nice shooting that's cool i didn't know people actually had those i keep seeing them like people keep telling me like oh they were on sale today and i go look at the website and i'm already too late and so I'm wondering if like, did they actually see that they were on sale or is that like listing just up and there's never any stock? But I would love to get it, my hands on a pair of those. Drake Holtry says, howdy from Dallas. I found the Adidas Adizera Boston 8 for $85 and I'm currently own the Hoka Rincon and Brooks Launch 6. Is it worth $85 to buy the Bostons? I would say, I'm not sure. I mean, that's a good price on Bostons, but I think people have been saying that like the SL twenties can be found for sixty bucks um on certain places online. And I would say that's probably the better deal and maybe a little bit more different from your ring cones. Because I feel like the ring cone in the Boston 8 I'd probably use pretty similarly. Um, so that might be something I would look at too. I think it would depend ultimately on how much life you have left in your ring cone. Um Let's see. JC8489 says, "Any chance recent lower back stiffness is related to running in shoes that are worn out?" I mean, it could be. I mean, it depends on how the shoes are worn and what way. Um, but uh, if it's I, usually when I think about lower back pain, I think that there's something in the hips. That's what I think about. I don't know if that's um, anatomically correct to connect those two things. So like, but I mean, why are your hips hurting? It could be because of the shoes. I'm not sure. Did you only, you only just started running out, running in those shoes that happened to be worn out or you think you've gone too long in the shoes? If you think you've just gone too long in the shoes, yeah, then I would think that like, you know, if you've been doing a lot of the same and then suddenly something starts to hurt, I usually think that it's time to change shoes first. If that doesn't solve it, then try something else, you know? yeah eddie chan's agreeing he says wear not shoes equals less cushion equals more impact on your body so it's possible that could lead to back stiffness yeah um cool dave says reminds me of the brownlee brothers in triathlon i'm not familiar with the brownlee brothers but i also just listened to a podcast from i think it was a podcast uh interviewing lindsey krauss i think the writer uh for new york times i Think that's who it was and she was talking about how i think it was Lindsay krauss because she was saying like after college she was living in this like giant house not giant house but this like large large-ish space in new york with like six other people kind of the way that people do that in new york when you're young and i think some of them like knew or worked with the winklevoss like from facebook fame or something like that something along those lines or some connection to like winklevoss was mentioned in like the same day that I like learned about, um, I mean, it wasn't, the the podcast was a couple of days old, but like I listened to it on a day that was the same day that I learned about like the, uh, ah, I forget their names now, the, what are they called? The Ingle somethings, um, the brothers that just broke the 5K record, Britsons, yeah. And so I was just like, this is a strange like combination of of brothers. And now there's another set of brothers Interesting. That's fascinating. Uh, Brownlee Brothers. I'll have to look that up. Um, Kaiser303 says, are there any alternatives running shoes like Ultra Boost? Shoes that you can wear every day and everywhere, and most importantly, a shoe that goes well in any outfit? Um, I would say that uh, that's kind of how I feel about uh, my Pegasus, usually. That's one of the reasons why I like them so much. Um, I'm trying to think. What other shoes other than Ultra Boost are like that? Um, I wear my Adidas Alpha Edge 4D shoes around, but I don't really recommend that people buy those for running. Um, although I have been using those to run. When I run with my daughter, uh, when she rides her bike and I run around, I bring those shoes just to use them up. Um, see, what other shoes are there that look good, um, uh, that you could wear casually too. I think I could wear, like, the Brooks Hyperion Tempo. Um, I think I could wear, like... Um, Definitely could wear the A6 Dynaflights. I think those look great. Um, depending on the color. Some of the colors are weird. Um, but yeah, there's I think there's a lot. Like a lot of the Nike ones, kind of I think you could. Um, the Hoka ones, I'm not so sure that maybe like the if you had black and white Clifton sixes, I think I could do that. Um, yeah. Martha says Kafuzi, the Rebel 3 is very neutral, very light, fun and versatile, definitely not guide rail stability at all. Okay. I mean it's in my closet and I've run in it once. I liked it. So I'm gonna try. I I'm it's one of those that you know, it's very it keeps getting pushed back further and further in the closet and I, I keep reminding myself, don't do that. So uh the when the ultra escalante came in they kind of took their spot. Uh, but we'll get there. Uh, motivation theory running is here, good to see you it says hey, hey. Xavier Gonzalez says thoughts on a trade you're running and their subscription model. Um, I think that they have an interesting looking shoe. Everyone seems to like it, uh, of the people that have tried it. I've not tried it yet. Um, I, uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of subscription things. Um, I know that's where everything is going. Uh, but I don't, I don't like subscription things. Even things on like Amazon that I'm buying all the time, like the dog treats that I get, the dog food that I get, the K-cups that I still buy a lot of. Um, I never get those on subscription because then I just end up always getting more than I need and we live in a small place I mean look at where I'm doing my live stream from in a corner of the apartment that's covered in children's art so I mean it's you know I don't have like a studio or like a a little place upstairs where I can shoot like a lot of people do I just kind of set up shop when I can it takes me about 10 minutes to set it up this shot and after I'm done I put it all away into a little cupboard down there So there's not a lot of, I mean, I already have too many shoes. So like there's not a lot of room for me to have shoes in a subscription model. But I mean, the subscription model isn't for people like me and I recognize that. I think that it could help a lot of people in the sense that I think a lot of people are running on like a year and a half to two year old shoes. That's my suspicion Um, because most people don't run year round. And most people don't run um, 10 miles a day every day. And so I think that people tend to hold on to shoes longer than they probably should. So I think the subscription model is good in that sense. But I don't think what you tra- has is a daily trainer though, right? And so that's why I think that like a subscription model with only one shoe in the brand, that's not a daily trainer. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, maybe that is a daily trainer, but it doesn't look like one to me. People aren't running in them like they are. And so um, maybe that's a testament to the shoe, but um, unless it's a daily trainer, I think it's hard to do that, it's a bold move. I'm keeping my eye on it though, for sure. Um, Shannon Side says, uh, what percentage of your marathons do you think you spend filming? Wonder how that gait affects aches and pains or if that's just running from 26.2. You know, I don't take that many more clips running a marathon, maybe double the amount of clips running a marathon than on any given day because I know I gotta make two videos. I make the race video and then I make the race recap video. So I like to have a lot of extra footage. so it's small, maybe like 5% of my time is actually filming, but I'm carrying the camera 100% of the time. So, um, Stevie76 says, Today's Sports Illustrated daily cover is titled, um, Running in the Age of Coronavirus. Awesome. Link in the gym fix. It's a long piece with picture of a runner wearing Zoom Fly 3. Hmm, I haven't seen that yet. Cody Davis says, asks, do I run in contacts? I do. New York77 says, Do you recommend GoPro 7, GoPro 8, or the 360 for running vlogs? Thank you. I recommend the GoPro 8 because there's better stability at the high frame rate at 120 frames per second. That's available. That being said, the GoPro 7 is a very good camera. So depending on how price sensitive you are, I think you could probably get a really cheap, like refurbished GoPro Hero 7 that will suit your needs. I would not get a 360, personally, I think that like, you know, I wouldn't get a 360 camera until I already had a really good regular like action camera. That's the way I think of it. And I don't think that the Insta 360 like 1R Twin combo, where you get like the regular action cam and the 360 cam, I don't think that's. I don't like that. I don't like that the way that that action camera part of it shoots. Editing it is too is too weird. And as far as I know, they haven't fixed that. Like it just, it can't record to like a regular MP4 or like a regular like drop it into my timeline kind of video. And so it's, it drives me insane. Um, Cabe Cab the Bear says, hey Kofuzi, I'm looking for a versatile shoe. One that can go the distance, but also go fast. Right now I'm looking at the Rincon and Kinvara 11, which one is more versatile? I would say that the Kinvara 11 is more versatile of those two. Um, Jeff Elliott says, I have a pair of Ultra Torrens heading my way. First zero drop shoe is interesting, awesome. Thought about getting the Escalante like you did, but I thought I would appreciate the extra cushion. Yeah, see, I went the other way and I thought that I would go with the Escalante first, so I had more of like that zero drop feel. I was worried that if I had a lot of cushion in it, that might muddle the feeling of the zero drop somehow. So I went with the Escalante. Also, the Torrens are like that's a very different looking shoe and I was like I'm not sure if I'm ready to quite dive in that far yet so there's like two prongs to that decision um, let's see uh, CJ Cruz says, any dogfish had beer near you after the merge with Sam Adams I've seen it around actually there's probably some down st- in the there's a little grocery store mini grocery store downstairs I think I've seen it down there um, but I didn't realize that they merged with Sam Adams that's interesting Super Schmolt says, how much do you warm up before a run? Um, I don't, I just kind of run the first mile slow. So like, uh, and what's interesting is I can tell when like my body's been worked hard or when I'm getting like fatigue, like over the course of like days and weeks because um, I kind of just run that first mile, like really easy, whatever feels easy is what I run. If it's slower or faster, usually depends on how like much I've been beating up my body. And so like lately I've been working a little well, I've been trying to like get PRs on segments. I think I because they're only like half a mile long. And so um I think that's been, you know, my body notices. And so like my first mile lately has been in like the 9.15, 9:30s. when like if I just run a whole bunch of easy miles, my first warm up mile will be like, you know, nine or eight forty five, something like that. And so But usually like 10 to 15 minutes of just easy running in the beginning does it. If there's something that's been bothering me, though, I might at some point, either like in the morning before I head out, kind of like kind of just move things around, massage whatever needs to be massaged kind of thing. Like if it's my hip, it's been my hips lately, um, or my quad or the back of my calf, that kind of thing. But um, my running buddy, he will always do a lot of calf exercises before he gets started. He probably needs to do about 5, 10 minutes of it before we get going and so whenever we do that he usually gets there early so that way when i get there we can just go um because i'm usually like exactly on time or a little bit late and so like he gets there a little early sometimes when i'm earlier on time i just kind of pretend i'm stretching too when he stretches i don't pretend because he knows i don't really stretch but you know i probably should i'm getting older Steve Ardenberg says, just order the Hyperion Tempo. Rare moment of quarantine excitement. Well, good. I, I really like that shoe. Um, I, I don't know why I like it so much. I don't think anyone else likes it as much as I do, but I like it a lot. I think it's fun. John Doe says, trying to get the New Balance Beacon version 2 as his first pair. That's sold out everywhere. Any comparable shoes out there? I would say, uh, well, maybe you might be able to get Beacon version 1. But those are harder to get. People have been hoarding those. As soon as they see them, they they sell they they buy them up. And then I would also look at the uh, Kinvara. I think the Kinvara 11 is pretty similar. Maybe the Kinvara 10, although I didn't run in the Kinvara 10. I skipped that one. Um, But I would say that those feel kind of similar, relatively lightweight, like kind of unobtrusive on the foot, and kind of just let you go. So I think those would be some options. uh is uh indoor today on the elliptical and all the other things he was mentioning before because it's uh snowing outside it's like may 21st snow it's canada for you i guess um frank lihui says i think everyone should dress to match the indoor from pros I, I don't know how you would do that everyone would be very confused because there's just a lot going on with that shoe like there's a lot um yeah uh mr Jermson says mike how's the energy return aspect of the bondi six i would say there's not a ton of it that the story of that shoe is the cushion and um how much it is soft on your underfoot. and so there's not not so much energy return but there is a strong rocker feeling to it so that's kind of what keeps you moving rather than like the foam bouncing back the foam mostly in my estimation of it uh, absorbs the impact and then the ro- the rocker that's in the shoe is what keeps you moving forward. Um, Ruth says There are three Belgian brothers who have competed together in international track relays. Hmm. Wow. Wow, three brothers on a team, like on a relay team, that'd be pretty intense. Um, Harry He says Do you follow any of the strength or resistance based training programs to supplement your running performance? Uh, I have a little circuit that I've put together that I've liked, you know, because I've tried to find other different programs and things. And I never really liked any of them um, a lot of like, sh- like leg routines tend to incorporate a lot of core and like ab work and I get that that's good but a lot of times it just feels like filler um, in the leg routine so I have like a little short one that I put together I made a video about it and I try to do it like at least once a day I've been pretty bad about it lately um, but I try to get to it about once a day uh, and it adds a little bit to me I think it works for me more in terms of mobility strength than it is like strength strength um but you know i like it and i've been taking the stairs a lot more in this building so that's i feel like that's been a pretty good workout for me just the st- stairs themselves um tr says hi i hope you're keeping safe running around the place hmm. thank you um, JC8049 says, Torrens are a little like clown shoes, but they're great for the right use. I mean, they look... Um, I feel like that's like the most ultra-e... I mean, I feel like the Bondi is the most hoka-est of the Hokas. I feel like the Torrens are like the ultra-est of the ultras. Uh, Kevin Scott says, I'm confused over the uh, Adidas SL20. Some places say it's cushioned versus the Adios 5. I'm trying to find a non-carbon racer. Will these work? Uh, yeah, I think everyone's confused about the the SL20, and we're not, and they're not really sure what it's for. And I think that confusion is part of why it's not selling well. And I think the the reason why it's sixty dollars is because it isn't selling well. I don't think Adidas has really spent the time to kind of position it and kind of let people know where it fits, um, and their descriptions on the website aren't very helpful at all. But I think that it's more cushioned than the um, than the Adios Five. Um, I think it's a softer shoe at the heel, I feel like is wider as well. And so like if you're using it for intervals or things where you might be at some more, um, re- like recovery paces, the SL 20 is going to be a little bit more forgiving. I think that I might be able to run a marathon in it, but I certainly think I can run a half marathon in it. Um, uh, and I'd like to race one and I think I'd have a really good time racing a half marathon in it. I'm not sure about the full marathon though, cause it's still uh, not that cushioned of a shoe um Bover Veneri says every time i try altas i end up developing really sore stiff lower medial shin pain right behind and above the ankle no problem with four millimeter drops though hmm that's see that's the kind of thing that i thought was going to happen to me but i ended up being okay with it all right um jordan thomas coming in uh with the uh super chat thanks jordan good to see you um he says is this enough for a beer it definitely is thank you very much and i don't know if you guys saw jordan thomas's b-roll they posted some of that on um on instagram today of his peg 37s everything was like monochromatic it looked really good it was amazing good work man um hope you're doing well out there Uh, i know you guys are kind of like getting back to normal somewhat in california so hopefully you guys are doing okay and thank you for the super chat um yeah, Jordan Thomas says, yes, you should probably should stretch. He does say that I should stretch. I, I know, I should. Uh, but I'm not going to say that I'm going to, because that would probably be a lie. Uh, it'll probably end up to me that like at some point I get hurt, and then I'll be like, well, I have to now, because I got hurt. But until then, I probably won't. And that's probably as honest as I could be with myself. Um, Cool. Uh, Jeff Elliott says, I just I discovered, just server Jordan Thomas when you mentioned him when talking about fast runners in the Fifth Avenue Mile. Good stuff. Oh, awesome. Jordan, by the way, you know I've been talking to people on these live streams. I think you've been here for some of them too. I really think we should all get together and either just if we can't get, I think we should try and get a media heat in the Fifth Avenue Mile together and get a whole bunch of us. I mean, you probably win of all the people I know and um, get a whole bunch of people together to do a a heat of the Fifth Avenue mile whenever that comes back. And if we can't, I think we should all just try and sign up for it and go and do it, you know. Luis says, uh, the video of Jordan Thomas and his pegs is fire. So yeah, good work today. Um, Yeah. So he says, yeah, (laughs) we can try to offline about a handful of easy stretches to do before getting out the door. I mean, yeah, know, I, I would say I'll take you up on it, but I'm not going to stretch, so I don't want to waste your time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not anti. I just don't have time, I feel like. But I feel like if I don't make time, uh, you know, <sighs> some things you have to learn the hard way, I think. Um, Jordan says there's a virtual Brooklyn mile race happening June 19th through 21. That's cool. I'm not a big fan of virtual races, but I know a lot of people have been enjoying them. So I think that's super cool when people are getting into it. So that's awesome. Um, Reed Morris is listening in on the run today and he's got his phone tucked in the bag. Awesome, very cool. Mr. Jermsen just subscribed to Jordan Thomas's channel. So that's cool, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's good to have you here, man. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I miss you. All right, let's see if we can get one more comment in here. Um, Let's see. I think that's pretty good. Um all right, Jordan Thomas says yeah, just mentioning it. Yes, we need a central location to race and film. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that like even if the 5th Avenue mile isn't the thing, that like, you know, I I was I was I've been thinking for a long time that like just a whole bunch of us should all go in and invade a race somewhere. Like a medium-sized race somewhere, something that's generally pretty local and then just like you know we'll pick something and we'll maybe it'll be like a circuit we'll put like three or four just so that way like we don't have to fight about like this date doesn't work for me this date doesn't work for that person and get like you know and just tell everybody and all of a sudden this race that normally has like struggles to sell out will be like sold out in like the first you know month or so i think that'd be fun and it'd just be like all right this time we picked a race in new mexico and then we pick a race in like vermont and just try to all go and whoever can go can just go i think that'd be super fun uh will fern coming in with a super chat as well thank you very much will uh, pizza money to go with the beer from marathon will thank you so much uh it's good to see you here and uh thanks for coming to all these live streams I, I know you're here a lot and uh it's good to see you um yeah so uh let's see ted Ru says foam rolling seems to be the way to go a lot of people do love the foam rolling yeah um, yeah, A1rex work. A A1 one says, much love from Los Angeles. Cool. He's getting ready for a small eight-mile run before work. That's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shane Side says, when you're putting in Kofuzi's mileage, the first two to three miles are, quote, unquote, stretching, <laughs> especially as a non-elite. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it takes me about 10 minutes for the first mile, a little bit uh, less than it. But I think 10 minutes of easy running is probably pretty good for me. Um, I don't know what that, I mean, That's what kind of like when I was doing Maphitone, they were like first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just be easy. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. So that's where I'm going with that. But all right, guys, I'm going to leave it there for now. Thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks, everybody, for the super chats and everyone for the great comments and questions today. I had a lot of fun. Uh, Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed today's happy hour. I certainly had a great time. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Instagram, 3 p.m. here. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we need to have a theme for Friday. But maybe we will, maybe we won't. I'm not sure. It's open right now. So I don't know if I want to have a theme every day of the week, but I'm kind of thinking having more is better than less, just because it's kind of like keeps it a little bit more uh, interesting that way. So anyway, we'll think about it. In the meantime, hope you guys are being safe out there on your runs, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody.